Welcome to Karmic Imprints, a podcast that explores the unconscious stories, mythologies, soul memories, astrological archetypes, ancestral legacies, past life patterns, and historical happenings that drive us to support the process of awakening to and engaging with this underlying psychic content in a more conscious and intentional way. I'm your host, Diana Westley, an evolutionary astrologer, spiritual coach, and lover of all things archetypal. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you enjoy today's episode. For today's episode of Karmic Imprints, we'll be connecting with Valeria Kitichian an Akashic Records reader and teacher based out of Mallorca, Spain. For those who aren't familiar with the Akashic Records, they're essentially an ethereal library or storehouse that contains all of the energetic information for every individual who has ever lived upon the earth. Today, Valeria and I will be exploring how the Akashic Records can help us better understand our soul's journey to date and heal from our personal karmic imprints. I'm really looking forward to seeing what comes up. So Valeria, thank you so much for joining us on Karmic Imprints. <laughs> thank you, my dear D. What a beautiful intro. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Wonderful. It's really, really exciting to have you. And of course, with the time difference between California and Spain, mm -hmm. it's, it's really special to be able to make this work. <laughs> um, so to kick things off, I'd love it if you'd share just a few words about yourself, your journey to the Akashic Records, and why they've become such a central theme for you in your work. Well, I always I always tell the story how I was born with certain, let's say, gifts. I was born a little bit with the gift of being able to read the energy of people, of situations. I always tell how I I was sitting in a restaurant and I would connect to the to the table that was near me and I would be able to to understand or know a little bit what they were talking about so this is something that I feel that I was born with but then throughout the years of course I was as many of us who come here to shake things up and to change things or to you know come and bring different things from from the from the established system of course we struggle a lot we always feel like especially growing up like we don't fit in it's uh, there's a lot of struggle from within the family society the surroundings culturally so I, yeah, throughout my life, I went a lot of on and on through different uh, periods where I feel that I lived uh, in a lot of the darkness, yes, in a lot of darkness, uh, very disconnected as well, um, because I always say that many of us, especially if you are like hypersensitive and super empathic, empathetic, and it's, it's, it becomes really hard sometimes to struggle and to deal with these societies, with these families, with these structures, with these rules. So we try to numb the pain or, or, or numb, you know, like as, as we can. So of course I, I, for many years I was disconnected and then I went on and off and it was, it wasn't, until 2016 that I had my first Akashic Records. I started my own personal healing journey in 2013. This is where I started seeing more things. My my third eye uh, opened a little bit. So I started seeing more clearly like the energy and the energetic links and paths and bonds and, and just the veils of the realms getting thinner. This is how I perceive it. And then in 2016, I had my first Akashic Records reading and when after I had this session with the who later became my teacher and friend Rebecca Lacasa 
I was like, what just happened? You know, it's like your soul just spoke. My soul just spoke to me. I was like in complete shock. And then, um, yeah, uh, Rebecca told me, you know what? Like uh, many people can learn how to do these, how to access the Akashic Records. And at that time for me, it was impossible. I could, I could not believe what she was saying. Uh, well, many years later, I'm teaching people how to access their own Akashic Records, of course, doing uh, readings all over the world and um, being able to reconnect and remember how to access to this space has completely changed my life and the life of many around me that I have somehow helped in their processes as well. Thank you for sharing that. And it's really interesting that 2013 was the year that you kind of started to open up more to these energetic frequencies and kind of tap into your gifts a bit more, because that was actually the year that I discovered astrology. Um, like I'd, I'd known of it before, but um, didn't realize there was the birth chart and that you could go so much deeper than just kind mm. of sun signs. And that was, yeah, the year that I became obsessed and and really found this very deep rabbit hole. And um, so it's kind of interesting. I am really curious now what was going on in 2013. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> kind of was was awakening these energies in us. Um, mm. But that's that's really beautiful. And you know, I gave a very um, high level intro to the Akashic records because they're still relatively new for me. I've done a reading with Valeria, and it was really powerful. Like such a cool experience. Um, but I'd love it if maybe you could give a little bit more kind of information or, or definition um, as to what the Akashic Records are, just for people who are maybe hearing about them for the first time on this podcast or have, have heard the term but don't fully understand it yet. Um, mm. The Akashic Records, many people refer to them as if they were this sort of universal library where all the information that ever existed, not just from planet Earth, but from this part of the universe and from any being entity that has some sort of life uh, exists. So it's it's all, all this information is stored in this kind of like energetic library. And those of us who can access this space, who can access the Akashic Records, the Akasha, um, also, so Akasha is a word that is in Sanskrit. Sanskrit, um, It means a primordial energy. I don't know if I'm saying this correctly in English. I'm sorry, English is not my mother tongue. Prim primordial energy. And uh, so all the energy of everything that ever existed is stored in this space. Those of us who can access this energetic space, we we kind of like, let's say, become channels, we download uh, this energy in the form of information. And um, I always say it's a little bit like the cloud, you know, that whatever you do, you do it just instantly uploads to this cloud, to this sort of cloud. And uh, yeah, all the information of everything that ever exists is stored in there. And um, the Akashic Records are guarded by the guardians of the Akashic Records. These are uh, light beings who guard this energetic space. Uh, the guardians of the Akashic Records are the ones who give us the access somehow as well to access this space. This being said, I want to say that all of us, all of the, all of uh, human beings, we have the innate, uh, it's part of our nature to be able to access the Akashic Records. The thing is that in this last thousands of years and due to all the indoctrination and everything that has been going on on planet earth and the 
level of consciousness from which we've been operating, we kind of forgot how to access this. Like in, in the times of Atlantis and Lemuria, they were not called the Akashic Records. It was just something natural. It was just the, like this access that we all had. Yes. So now, you know, um, yeah, we, 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 we call it the Akashic Records, but we are on the, the way, on the path of all of us remembering how to use this extraordinary tool again, this, this tool of information, this tool to understanding. We don't use the Akashic Records as, a, as an adivinatory tool because the future, of course, there are many different future timelines that are possible and it's gonna, we do have free will. We, we live in a mental slavery, but also we do have free will. It are two different things, yes? So it, it's going to depend on the decisions that we make. Uh, all these new possible future timelines can, can uh, manifest. So we don't use it as, as something, as an adivination tool, but we use it to understand, to understand everything, where we come from, the energetic bonds and links we have with other people. Um, literally, we can access the records to get any information that we want, we desire. Thank you for sharing that. And I kind of love this idea that anyone can um, feasibly access the Akashic records, just like, you know, all of us are intuitive beings. It's just some yes. people um, are a little bit more open to those intuitive messages, either because of their upbringing or cultural background or personality or natural predisposition. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it's there for all of us if we're yes. willing to kind of slow down and, and open ourselves up to something um, beyond maybe um, kind of the rational, logical mind. That's Absolutely. And the mind, yeah, telling us it's not possible. You cannot yeah. access. But I always say we are all natural channels. I tell people all the time, like every time you're creative, you get an inspiration, you get like even sometimes these instincts, you're channeling from your higher self, you're channeling like everyone who is creating, we're all natural channels. I always say, where do you think it's coming from? It's not coming from your mind. Like we're all channeling things all the time. Uh, so it's, it's important to start switching this perception we have of ourselves, like we are not able to consciously channel information not just for light beings from the akashic records but from our own higher self as well i think it's important to start making that switch so that we can you know it's like yes it's absolutely possible not only possible but it's my natural birthright to do it i totally agree um it's interesting that you say that about being natural channels as well because i've had people ask me when i'm doing astrology readings if i'm psychic or um, you know, kind of how I know certain things. And some of it is just what's kind of revealed in the birth chart based off of studying and understanding astrology. But sometimes I'll say something that's just kind of random <laughs> or seems to be random, right? Mm. Um, and it, it really strikes a note and yeah. a specific example or a place that I mention um, that, that isn't necessarily there in the birth chart. And, um, and I know, you know, for different people who um, either work in kind of healing or helping professions or, um, you know, who are just kind of on their own personal journey of, of healing and self-discovery, we, we tend to find that we kind of become a bit more open to these things. And even if we don't understand them, um, there's, there's definitely that, that potential there and it, it kind of comes through more strongly. Um, I'm wondering, you know, how... So you were kind of able to naturally um, 
from a, a young age kind of tap into and, and tune into frequencies? I know you're a cancer sun and your <laughs> sign energy is like so intuitive. Um, but I'd love to hear a little bit how you harnessed that energy or how you kind of yeah. shifted your mindset to be more open for folks who, um, yeah, would maybe either like to try to access the Akashic Records. I know you teach courses on this, but if you have any just kind of um, tips for for helping people become more open or receptive to these energies, to these frequencies, um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear those. Yeah, first of all, I think it's the most important thing is believing, because when we don't believe, it's to me, this was the main barrier in my the, the main mental barrier for me because I for me it was impossible to believe that I was able to channel the same way that let's say at that time my teacher channeled like you know like you know where you have a you had have a session with me so you know that I uh, when in English I tend to channel maybe a little bit slower but I channel really fast and it's like you know information just flows and everything is 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 very accurate and sometimes it's very specific and I haven't had the experience so far of anyone telling me like hey this thing that you told me it's not and I don't know the people from nothing you know so to me transcending the mental barrier of my own mind telling me that you can it's impossible for you to do this this was like the main um, challenge and I think it's the main challenge for most people because most most of us we don't perceive ourselves as as someone of course we have a lot of thousands and thousands of, of cellular memories and years of indoc and centuries of indoctrination to make it to separate us right like to disconnect us from this part of ourselves and just focus on the third dimensional part of the physical what we can see but i always say the mind doesn't even understand how the body works and this doesn't make the body stop functioning like the body doesn't care that the mind doesn't understand like our bodies, our physical bodies, they have such magnificent, it's such an incredible, perfect machine that still like no science, no one can understand and explain truly how our incredible bodies work. Our mind definitely don't understand, you know, how the body works, but the body doesn't care. Like it still operates and it still goes on. And it's, I always say like, it's a little bit like that. Your mind doesn't need to understand. You just, all the rest of our bodies, we have many different bodies. We have the, the mind body, the mental body, the emotional body, physical body, energetic body, spiritual bodies. We have many different bodies who that conform, let's say, like this, this human experience. The mind you, is usually the one that thinks she's the boss, no? Like if she doesn't understand, then nothing is real. And I always, I try to, I invite people to challenge this belief as well, with especially with this, with this very easy comparison, like, hey, it doesn't understand how the physical body works. And that doesn't mean that, it's not happening, you know, it's not operating. So to me, this, this part of, of, of going beyond the perception of what I can do and start just trying, even if it's a game, I always say in the, in the, in the initiations I do with people to help them access their own Akashic records and in higher levels than the records of other people and then doing the, the mastery. I always tell them, this is, we're like children who are learning how to use something, it's kind of like how to walk or how to talk or how to use something for the first time. Enjoy, just leave it as a, you know, 
as a game, as something that it's like free of every expectation or free of every like this is this is just a game and we're learning and we does because the need to control or the need to get a specific response or the, this is the opposite of the state of flow that we need to be in order to allow this information to flow through our channel. Yes, the need of control, the mind needing to control. This is the opposite of uh, the ideal, let's say. A way of starting to channel in a more fluid way yes yeah? so it's it really it, it takes a lot of ourselves to to unlearn these mindsets and unlearn this need of control and this mind telling us that we can so I say start even if you don't completely believe that you can just start and practice and exercise and research and say and every day you know of course in my initiations what we do is not just a lot of of the theory and understanding da, 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 but also in my initiations we do the um, it's called the attunement yes yeah? so i introduce specific light codes in your different energetic centers uh, it's kind of like reconnecting the wires i always say i reconnect you with the wi-fi huh? <laughs> the akashic records and uh, then we have specific practices in order to anchor the vibrational key that is the prayer that we use to open and close the akashic records yes so it's it's about a lot about practice but it's also a lot about like the practice was also helps us is to this doesn't this has this is not an experience to be lived through the mind this is not this has nothing to do it's really to be in another flow instead in a state of this of we're playing and this is something that i have inside me this is my birthright and I'm going to play until I remember how to use it. And also one, uh, another thing it's important, I think it's uh, usually the, I always say that the mind develops. When we're channeling, there's this, this um, develops, I mean, like it constructs. Yes, the mind constructs different thoughts and there's kind of like a, like a chain of thoughts. When we're channeling, many times when I'm channeling, I have no idea of the word that is coming right after the one that I just said. Yes, it's something that instinctively kind of like it flows yes some people there are different ways of channeling some people have uh, they have visions some people they can hear uh, even physically they can hear certain things uh, some people have this very strong instinct some people they just you know it just comes in a some people channel through writing through art through there's so many different ways that this can come it's not one way and there are ways as probably humans in the planet so it's important um yeah to find our own to find the things that work for us and to really keep on like just and learning this mental conception and this mental perception that that no we can't and just facing it as a as a like again we're kids and we're learning how to use this tool again and it's fantastic and there's no you know pressure there's no expectation there's no it's just the mind putting all this pressure and this is what blocks the natural way of channeling i don't know if that makes uh, some sense oh it does it does mm. um, and i love the emphasis on play and making it more fun because yes. i know for a lot of people especially in western culture when we're trying to kind of harness or develop our intuition or we're trying to quiet our mind we often feel the need to have these kind of rigorous practices of seated meditation or things that can start to feel again very controlled and and almost can feel like they kind of block us from the natural flow versus um yeah versus kind of supporting that that process of, of connecting with or deepening our intuition and it makes me think of yeah 
it makes me think of how, um, you know, some modern peoples, but but also a lot of ancient peoples would use, um, you know, trance and dance and, and kind of music and different practices to connect with something higher, their higher self, spirit guides, you know, whatever it may have been, spirit in general. Um, and, and yeah, and that's, that's a more fun flowing <laughs> kind of Absolutely. way. Absolutely. And from a place of joy, yeah. I always say yeah. people, when they do initiations with me or, or any kind of, 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 of learning of any kind, they're like, oh my God, because of course I don't talk like a spirit, you know, like the traditional spirit, <laughs> you know, I don't talk like this. I am not like this. I always say that I, I'm, I'm very disruptive let's say in the way of like I, I I try to demystify spirituality as much as I can I don't think spiritual first of all everything's spiritual there's nothing that is not spiritual because we are spiritual beings and um, I think it's important to to make it accessible I have the perception that in many different spheres spirituality is perceived like some like this exclusive thing that you have to you know, oh, if you don't meditate certain times a day, or if you don't meditate, or if you haven't reached this, or you haven't done, I don't know, whatever experience, or you, you know, and everything is very serious. And the key of ascension, the the the, the aim of the human experiences is ascension, of course, of, of all our lives is ascension. The key of ascension is the joy, is in the joy of living. There is no other way that we can ascend, but if it's not through the joy of living. So I always, you know, I, I yeah, or even me, you know, I'm very goofy and I'm making silly jokes all the time. And I really try to bring everything down to earth and not make it so like, oh, you know, it's up there. No, everything, you know, we can make it everything like very tangible and very, and we can all do this and nothing, no one is more special than another. And uh, yeah, really, you know, with joy and play and games and fun. Uh, to me, it's it's key. I'm totally with you there. I love mm. that. Um and yeah, on a, I, I want to talk more about that actually and, and bring play and fun in more because we're about to enter Gemini season or actually I think when I'm launching this podcast, it will actually be Gemini season. Um, and there is a very playful energy to the sign Gemini. Um, I believe your Venus is there. Ishtar had mentioned to me. <laughs> um, oh, I have no idea. <laughs> I know. That's okay. <laughs> um, it's, it's my job to know <laughs> everybody's astrology. Um, but, but yeah, it's a very kind of playful energy and it's actually a sign strongly associated with that ability to kind of channel and, and communicate, um, and play with words and, and, um, allow kind of words and ideas to be playful in nature. And so, um, so again, we're, we're kind of, um, I don't know exactly when folks are going to be tuning into this, but but when it launches, we're going to be in Gemini season and anyone with kind of strong Gemini energies might really enjoy this, this kind of um, more playful and, and um, yeah, kind of lighthearted approach. But I think all of us would yeah. benefit from it. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. And, um, and so personally with the Akashic Records, I first learned about them through my client work. And um, so on multiple different occasions, I shared a past life story that I saw playing out in a client's astrological birth chart. Um, and they responded that they had received um, kind of the same or a very similar message in an Akashic Records reading. And I'd never heard of the Akashic Records at this point, um, but it just kept coming up. And I was like, okay, there's something there. So I'd love it if you'd share a bit about how the Akashic Records can help people explore their past life connections, themes, lessons, um, as well as how they can use 
um, the records to heal and kind of move on from prior soul experiences. So when we access the Akashic records, we don't access um, with the express consent, of course, of imagine we cannot be accessing everyone's records. Like I can only access the people if that they give me express consent to access their records. And when we do, we don't only access the the this incarnation, but we access what you know what the I think it's the Christians they call it the Book of Life and some. There are many different names, right, in the different um, traditions and the different religions. So we are able to access like the whole story of uh, the soul. So given this, we are able, according to the questions. Yes, I always, in my sessions, I always ask people like just things of some questions that you would like to ask, because of course, it's just so wide. There's so much information. So I always say we need to kind of like say which book, which page of which subjects you want to, you want to, you want to know about. So when we um, when we access yes when we access these spaces we can learn about especially if they are even if there is sometimes sometimes people don't necessarily ask about their past lives but they ask about a relationship that is blocked in this incarnation yes so then when I open their records I see maybe they, this relationship has been traveling for the last sometimes I see I don't know four different lifetimes so I don't want to I don't like to talk about like past lives or future because in the quantum field, there is, you know, linear time is something that we perceive in our human mind, but it's, it's, we know it's something that it's not real. Yes. And of course, many people who have, have a, a near death experiences, they even, they come back and they say that they've seen similar, you know, parallel lifetimes happening at the same time, but let's say past lives. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify that because, um, so we are able to see the link they've been having with this person and what's coming, you know, because especially even People, many people come with with problems with someone that is someone that is making their life difficult, or it's it's really you know, or, or a parent that has ha they have had a very different uh, difficult um, relationship. And then when I open the records, I see that actually uh, this entanglement, let's say, of of these energies comes from many different lifetimes, and maybe in this lifetime you're this other person is kind of making your life very difficult, but then we see that probably in other lifetimes, you have done that person's life very, very, very much difficult as well, yes? So it's interesting to understand because this also helps us shift from the victim mentality into understanding, yes? Like how these energetic bonds work and, uh, bonds work. and until now we've been experiencing, let's say with this in the throughout the karmatic wheel, yes? So we bring a lot of things from other incarnations. So through the Akashic Records, we can understand the different links we bring from other lifetimes, different blockages that we carry from other from other incarnations as well, that we can entangle, we can heal, we can transcend. Things we have inherited from the lineage, not just from this incarnation, but things that we have been going on for many different lifetimes. There is, It's just so interesting to understand and be able to untangle everything you know, that is causing us pain at the moment. And for this, it's a, an outstanding, extraordinary tool. Thank you. And I appreciate that you kind of brought up this idea of not necessarily it being about past lifetimes, but rather kind mm -hmm. of alternate incarnations. Um, this experience that I personally had with the Akashic Records really kind of opened my mind to different ways of, of thinking about um, kind of our karmic imprints our soul's journey um and 
And some of that is this idea of it being potentially, you know, kind of happening on parallel levels, potentially at the same time or, or kind mm. of on slightly altered timelines. Um, but again, that that's a really, it was a really kind of new and interesting um, mm. concept for me to be thinking about when it came to the work I do as an astrologer as well. Um, but another thing that came up was this idea of lifetimes or incarnations um, on other star systems. Um, and mm -hmm. so, so much of my work has been kind of rooted in experiences that humans are likely to have here on earth and and it's possible that that those experiences are also ones that um people would have had in again like another star system um that relationships can take on a similar form kind of you know even if it's not here on on this planet specifically um and so on but but it really was again, kind of mind-bending and, and eye-opening to think about this idea of incarnations potentially happening um, in, in other parts of the, the galaxy, I suppose, or the universe. Um, and so I'd love to hear um, how these kind of non-Earth experiences can also help us better understand our path and purpose on earth on this planet in this lifetime mm. Mm. so not not everyone who is incarnated at the moment in planet earth has only been doing experiences in planet earth many of us um come from different let's say like different systems or different planets or different civilization it's important first of all it's important for us always to understand and to open a little bit our minds because we tend to um when it comes to to lineage when it comes to human lineage, we tend to talk about the same group of people doing experiences at the same time throughout the different incarnations. So it's usually like one lineage, yes? When it comes to soul lineages, this is a little bit wide, much, much wider, yes? So it's not that, okay, I just belong to Arturus or I just belong to the to the Pleiades or I just belong to Sirius or I just... So it's a little bit wider. So they always, always the masters and our guides, they always ask us to widen a little bit our perception and our mind about this. This being said, there are many people who have millions, actually, who come from other, we're going through an extraordinary phase, right? Like we're going through, uh, we're closing a cycles of, of thousands and thousands of years of humanity and planet Earth operating from a third dimensional consciousness. And we're doing, right, like the famous shift to 5D consciousness and the da, 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 da. Um, in this shift, for this shift, there has been millions of beings from other civilizations, from, from let's say, higher consciousness civilizations who offer themselves to incarnate in planet Earth and bring their new knowledge and bring new light codes and new, bring new ways of doing and brings just anchor this energy that we are, this, this, whatever it is that we came to bring, because all of us have many different gifts and talents and all. So we came here to anchor these different things. Yes, this, this being said, it doesn't mean that we are more special than others. No, no, no. We are still doing also our, our personal, our human mastery in the human experience. And we've been incarnated here, most of us, for thousands of years as well, in our own karmatic will with our own families and doing experiences in that. Yes, people... They love to think about like, oh, you know, yes, no, I'm from Sears. And they and it's like, you yeah, know, yeah, maybe. But also you're from planet Earth and you're doing this experience and we need, you know, transcendence. 
all these people that it's like, oh, I'm so sick of Earth, you know, I want to come back to home or whatever. You know, I hear so many of these and I'm like, then there is, you know, human things that you still need to heal because the human experience is absolutely extraordinary. Planet Earth is such an extraordinary place to do, to experience life in this way with this consciousness even with all these things that we have forgotten it's just it's such we can live all the emotions all the way you know like all the experiences we can create the lives we it's just it just it's very very extraordinary yes so um i think i lost the i, I lost track i'm sorry i lost track of what i was of the question the question was about uh, other uh, planets and and yeah, no, you're actually doing a great job. Um, so I was just curious about how kind of understanding um, if we've had kind of incarnations on um, other planets or, or kind of beyond Earth and um, how that can yes. support or inform um, yes. kind of our journey here. But I really appreciate this. Yes, it's just it was a little bit of pre-explanation of yeah. that because maybe not everyone knows you know right like that not everyone incarnated on earth is has only done experience on planet earth yes many have come from different places and um, of course it is being said as well that those of us who come from different places like human beings still have the free will to if they want to awaken let's say to different consciousness to a higher consciousness they have the choice all of us who came with us let's say like certain consciousness or gifts or we don't have the choice to remember or not remember we remember like we wake up whatever it's called you know this awakening i don't like to call this word a lot but you know we wake up we remember yes at some point in our lives because we came here to do um of course we can do whatever we want but there is a purpose there's a there's a i don't like to call it mission but there is some sort of soul purpose yes and this is another thing that we can through the Akashic Records, we are able to understand our soul purpose, our soul, our soul mission for this incarnation and throughout our soul journey. Through the Akashic Records as well, we are able to see from which, um, let's say, if you're not originally, let's say from planet Earth, we are able to see the other different experiences that you may have in other different like solar system, planets, with other different civilizations. Because most of the times, especially when I open your records, this, if you have origins in, in or have done a lot of experience in Arcturus, so there's usually uh, guides from you from Arcturus that because they are usually they are part of your of your of your spirit guide. So they're usually with you. So they show up, they identify themselves and like that with all the different, you know, different. There are so many different civilizations and planets. And so this is very much part of your energy. And also through understanding our soul origin, we can understand many of the particular gifts that we may have in this incarnation yes so people from Sirius let's say uh, or who have done a lot of formation in Sirius they understand they are very good understanding uh, healing energy they are very good with the with the with the feminine divine they're very good you know so in each different civilization there are let's say like um, they also they have like specific gifts and and so it's interesting to understand where your soul origin is to understand as well many of the gifts that you have as a human because this energy is part on, of of your of your human uh, etheric dna so of course you have that this is part of your essence and this is really interesting we can see all of this through an akashic records reading and it's uh, really beautiful to see and to understand as ourselves a little bit more thank you for that um yeah i i found it to be 
for me personally, just kind of an interesting experience too. I, I, I'm a very earth-based person <laughs> and I have a lot of earth signs in my chart and even kind of the branch of astrology um, that I practice or focusing more on tropical astrology, there is this emphasis, um, kind of a more earth-centric emphasis, whereas there are branches of astrology like sidereal astrology um, and, you know, other forms, 13 sign astrology that focus more specifically on the cosmos and, and the actual constellations and their sizes and, and things like that. Whereas the type of astrology I practice, it focuses more on the earth and the seasons on earth mm. and, and things like that. Um, and, you know, I, I love being an earthling, but, but it was very, um, yeah, it's still, it was really helpful to kind of understand that, that there's potentially more to this experience and, and maybe that certain things that I can't quite place on, on this planet or, or that don't quite seem to, to make total and complete sense, um, that there, there's this reason potentially beyond that, um, that, that maybe certain feelings or experiences or soul memories might have a link to something kind of beyond earth. But that said, um, I, you, you, you know, you've touched on a few times just how incredible and like powerful and magical this experience here on Earth is. Um, and I'm curious what, so, so part of being on Earth is like we're here to learn and grow and have these kind of these, these karmic experiences and grow through these karmic experiences and all of that. Um, but what gifts would you say we're developing and um, being on earth? So if we were to, to have these these special kind of gifts, this work that we're doing here, um, what would those be and, and how might those translate to, um, you know, maybe a different incarnation um, on a different planet? You know, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So the gifts that we, the thing is that I don't perceive it as being separate things the karmatic wheel has been going on and this is something that it's gonna finish pretty soon because from we know that from five dimensional experiences onwards we don't we don't go with the karmatic wheel anymore so this is something that it's gonna gonna finish pretty soon well pretty soon can be hundreds of years but pretty soon <laughs> and um the thing is that what i what i the way i perceive it and at least the, the information that gets uh, through me what I understand about this is that there is a lot it's not that yes we bring gifts from 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 but it's not that we bring the gift from let's say Arturus or from the Pleiades we bring the consciousness the understanding of certain things yes because because when we incarnate our human bodies, we don't have the 100% of our, of our soul, of our consciousness incarnated, right? Like there's a very small percentage. It depends. That's why sometimes the, the human body, some people, you know, it can feel a little bit of, of a prison, let's say, because it's very limited and it's very, we have forgotten so many of the important things. But that's why it's also such an extraordinary experience, you know, because it's an extraordinary experience of transcendent, experimenting and research. And so it. Every learning, all the learnings that we, that's why also I, I want to say many beings from different civilizations want to incarnate, wants to incarnate because the physical realm doesn't exist in, in many different, in, in, it's actually the phys physical realms are a minority in the universe. 
most of the universes, it's not in a tangible, like we, what we know as physical, yes? That's why, and also coming here and going, I always say, that's why we're doing our human mastery because not, for, not remembering most of our knowledge, of our wisdom, of our consciousness, and still transcending the way we're doing, that is extraordinary. And this is such a, a, a mastery for our soul. So there are not just one, there are so many things. Everything that we learn in these lifetimes, everything that we transcend, everything is enrichment, is ascension, is evolution for our soul. Even they say, that's why they say, even sometimes on a higher level than when we are experiencing through highest consciousness, like not on a human body that has all these limitations, let's say. So that's why it's, a, it's, I think it's even the contrary, like everything that we learn in the human experience and we transcend in the human experience, let's say even it may count with even more points, let's say, in a, in a, in a silly way of, <laughs> of putting it. Yes. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, I think for the folks who are maybe feeling Again, you had mentioned they're like, I'm kind of done with Earth. I'm ready to yes. go beyond that. Um, I think this has just been really reaffirming that there's not only a lot of beauty and, and good things to experience here, but that it's also, um, yeah, it's a really powerful opportunity to continue our growth and, um, you know, kind of maybe deepen our gifts or, or um, you know, even if it's not about gifts specifically, there's there's just a mm -hmm. lot of really powerful, beautiful work to do here. And as you've mentioned before, it can be fun. <laughs> it doesn't yes, yes. Heavy, heavy. There is no ascension without loving the human experience. Mm -hmm. And I don't come from a place of privilege. I had had a, a, a pretty rough incarnation. I come from a complicated place. It, it hasn't been easy. It's not that I come from, oh, of course, I come from a place of privilege that where, you know, I always had food and I had shelter. Yes, this is true. And I had some education. So this is a place of privilege, but I, I don't come. It, it, has, it has been really, really tough, you know, in many other things. And, uh, you know, I, I was I, I've been homeless and depressed and I had many different addictions. And uh, I was I don't know, there, there were, you know, and I was uh, abused and abandoned. And like there were so many things, you know, that I could say. So even in the contractions, even so, I just wanted to highlight this because, you know, Maybe some people say, oh, it's easy to say oh, how wonderful the human experience is if you're, you know, if you're living in a constant place of privilege. I just wanted to highlight that I don't come from a place of absolute privilege. Yes. <laughs> and still, you know, we can still, you know, find the joy and the light and the beauty and we can transcend. That's why my work is so focused on healing as well. Yeah. because I come from such a complicated place, from an absolute place of anger being my comfort zone, from such self-destructive behaviors for years after years after years until I started my healing journey and then you know I can perceive and create and live life from this consciousness which is glorious and it's possible for everyone I did it it's possible for everyone yeah yes. and you've um, launched a workshop recently that I think kind of helps people through this journey kind of confronting some traumas and shadow work would you share a little bit about that workshop and um, I know you're about to start it right now but it sounds like mm. it might be something that you offer you know kind of on a continual basis is that yes it's going to be like on an evergreen container as well yeah. because it's uh it's uh it's a three-week workshop where we um I help identify the wounds and therefore the patterns understand where these patterns come from where because all of us we all operate from the emotional wound no one only everyone operates from the emotional wound and as i always say all our personalities the perception the perception we have of ourselves and the world everything is built around our emotional wound 
that started as, as, as children, then developed, you know, through our teenage years and got deeper in an adult years, most of the times because we've never acknowledged these emotional wounds. So, you know, it just gets, gets we keep putting more, um, let's say, crap into the pot and never really opening the pot. So this is a little bit what happened. So I'm very excited about this workshop, uh, helping um, people identify the patterns, the wounds, understand where these wounds come from, provide with techniques I always say everyone keeps talking about like, oh, let it go and vibrate high and all these things, but no one is telling you how to do this. So people are like, you know, oh, oh, you need to heal your inner child, but no one is telling you how to do it. So in the end, it stays in this, I always say this kind of like toxic positivism, you know, where it's like, oh, let it go and vibrate high. And if we don't know how, if we are not provided with tools, like how are we going to do this work, Right. So I provide a lot of the tools and the techniques in, in the things that I still use, the things that work through my journey, the best things that I've been channeling throughout the hundreds and hundreds of sessions of readings that I've done. And I put it all together in a three-week workshop that it's called Elevate. So yeah, I'm very excited about this. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and how can people kind of get in touch with you, learn more about your work? Um, you know, I know you do the Akashic records readings you teach people how to access the akashic records you're offering this elevate workshop um, what are kind of the best ways for people to connect with you learn more about what you do and um and yeah either book readings or, or join your course or things like that uh yeah they can uh, instagram is a good way i use instagram a lot for these so it's at valeria katitian it's i know it's uh, through my <laughs> my pronunciation it's going to be a little bit hard to understand and uh, that as well in the notes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in the notes maybe yes and then uh, yeah or or via email but usually like through social media it's just a very easy way through facebook or 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 instagram whatsapp maybe we can leave the phone number there as well so any other any of these ways is good for for people to reach me so yeah <laughs> Great. And is there anything else you'd like to share with folks? Um, you know, either a message or something that has come through during this time that we've been chatting, um, or even just something more about the Akashic records that you'd like to share before we close today? Maybe just highlight the fact that the Akashic records, again, are not an exclusive uh, energetic space for an exclusive group of chosen people. This is not like that. We can all truly, I was, I believed that there was no way that it was like that. I believed that it was just for a chosen few. And throughout my own experience, my own learnings, my own understanding and everything that has happened throughout all these years, I understand that that it's not so maybe an invitation, you know, again, to change the perception we have of ourselves and what we can do because what we can achieve is beyond what we can what our mind can even imagine. So let's not give so much power to the mind and let's focus more on, on not because the mind is good or bad, it's just but the mind should be at service of the heart and not the other way. That's so beautiful. Thank you, Valeria. And thank you so, so much for coming on today. This was a really beautiful episode. And um, yeah, I'm sure that our listeners will benefit so much from it. Um, if you'd like to book a reading with Valeria or get in touch with her, like she mentioned, she's on social media. I'll include all of that in the podcast notes. And if you follow me on social media um, or the Karmic Imprints podcast, I'll be sure to include her information there as well. 
Um, but again, thank you so much, Valeria. Thank you to everyone who tuned in for the episode of Karmic Imprints today. Um, I hope that you have an open-minded, expansive, and playful day. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, yeah, and I'll look forward to, to connecting with you all again soon. And, and thank you again, Valeria. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And sending everyone a big, big hug and love. And yeah, we have each other. We're not by ourselves doing this, no matter how it feels. We have each other. So yeah, hugging us all very strongly. Oh, hugs to you as well. And hugs to everybody <laughs> for me too. <laughs> now. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Karmic Imprints podcast. If you'd like to check out more episodes, you can tune in over Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other major podcasting services. And hit the subscribe button to keep up with new content as it comes in. Thank you again for tuning in. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day.